0: Hi, I'm Sarah Grace McCandless, and this is On Brand. You know, these conversations are really focused on looking at that connection between people and the companies that they engage with. And I like to look at it from all aspects of the journey in the relationship, from getting to know who a brand is, to becoming their customer, to becoming their advocate and their fan. And today's guest is uh, representing a brand that I have been a true brand advocate of for quite some time. Um, I'll talk a little bit about how we met um, under those circumstances where I met as his brand fan. Um, and he's also working in an industry that is really doing some innovative moves when it comes to customer experience, particularly in social media. Today's guest is Michael Roy, head of social care for Alaska Airlines. Michael, welcome to OnBrand.
1: Thanks, Sarah. Uh, it's, I'm just thrilled to be here with you.
0: Well, I'm so thrilled to have you. I mean, when we first met several years ago at an industry conference, I did approach you as a true brand advocate and a fan. I've been flying Alaska Airlines for years. But before I get too gushy about my brand advocacy, can you tell us a little bit about your role with Alaska and a little bit about the brand as well?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, you know, going back, I'm I'm a Small town kid. You know, I grew up in Santa Fe, joined the military, went to college, had a family along the way, became quite the entrepreneur. Uh, it was an amazing time full of ups and downs. Uh, I think that's where customer service kind of just was implanted into my DNA. Um, fast forward a few years, I, had, I packed up four kids, moved to Seattle, and started my career at Alaska Airlines. Uh, it was always on the customer service side of the house, uh, so uh, you know, with my background, I, I was really able to bring that kind of customer service experience over to to Alaska. Uh, along the way, uh, our marketing team reached out, and they said, "We, you know, we've got some guests reaching out to us on social media." Uh, we're we know what to do with creating content, but, you know, we don't know how to answer these guests. And that's, that's kind of where social care was born. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that was probably seven, eight years ago. Uh, Along the way, you know, we created a, a 24 seven social care team. We've got processes in place. We've got, you know, we, we deal with all sorts of, you know, exciting things that happen in the airline business in the, in, and not so much fun things that can also happen. And so uh, we continue to push forward and just have a lot of fun engaging guests along the way.
0: You know, you make a great point about how this all started with the social care side of things or the customer service side of things. Um, you know, I've talked before about uh, social. When it was sort of born, it was given to marketing. That's where my background was. And it's the exact reason I was brought into the role that I'm in today is really it's a cohesive experience. Everything happens in social right now. Um, so you were on the customer service side and and then there was this need in what was considered a marketing channel. Um, it needs to represent the brand, no matter what stage of the journey. Can you tell us a little bit about who Alaska is as a brand?
1: Yeah, you know, Alaska's you know wants to be your your hometown airline. We've got we kind of we've got a West Coast vibe, uh, but beyond that, you know, we're we're bold. Uh, we think of ourselves as as smart and innovative, um, and yet very relatable. We want to make sure that we can. Uh, be there for guests so that we can prioritize uh, safety. I mean, the, the one thing that we're all about is, is safety. I, I mean, our CEO will start every conversation with, with safety and put in the safety of, of our guests and our fellow employees first. Additionally, you know, like I said, the West Coast vibe, the 115 destinations we fly to, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about the guests, the destinations we take them to, the fun we have along the way. Uh, That's who Alaska Airlines is.
0: Yeah, you know, and you mentioned that safety has always been a priority before, you know, anything in, in the last year has happened, which I'll get back to, but that's something that I remember too, you know, even down to the cards that you read about the different procedures, um, you know, when you're on board and I know like, you know, the drawings that they have, they're holding a cup of coffee and they have a sub pop t-shirt and just, I, it's one of the things that really endeared me to the brand and not just because I live in the Pacific Northwest. You also mentioned 115 destinations. Is that the the current, uh, routes that you have?
1: Yeah, that's the the dots on the map. Cities we fly to, and mm-hmm. I think that surprises a lot of people when I throw out that, you know, 115 destinations that we fly to. Uh, people don't. I, I think we catch them off guard when we let them know how many places we fly to. So, um, we we have a very strong route map. Again, based along the West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, but we we have a lot of partners worldwide. Uh, in which we can we can take inbound guests and, and take them to their destinations throughout the continental US, Canada, Mexico, we even fly to Costa Rica.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I know that, you know, originally when I started flying Alaska, it was a little bit more West Coast based or West Coast focused, but definitely started taking more of those cross country trips. So, you know, Alaska, um, I think that is something that a lot of people maybe don't realize or don't know. Um, you also mentioned safety first. That's always been at the core of the brand, and boy, I bet that came in handy over the last year. So, uh, you know, Alaska has really done some very, very innovative moves uh, to really pivot and respond. Can you speak a little bit to that? Knowing that, of course, the airlines industry is something that's been greatly affected um, by what's been occurring, you know, globally.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, last year was a very tough year for us. Uh, you know, um, almost overnight, uh, half to three-quarters of our guests disappeared. Uh, they were concerned about COVID, rightfully so. Um, but we found that we were pretty quick to adjust to this kind of ever-changing landscape that we faced. When the pandemic struck, we immediately realized we had to do something different. Uh, we had to be bold, going back to our mission statement. So we so we created an, uh, what we call our next-level care solution. Program, Um, you know, next level care is a commitment and a promise to our our guests to ensure their safety and the safety of our employees is put number one. This commitment uh, provides a higher standard of cleanliness and safety precautions throughout the entire and throughout the entire guest experience. Mm -hmm. Um, We, you know, additionally, we caught a very lucky break. We fly some of the most advanced aircraft in the world, uh, and their powerful HEPA filter filtration systems really save the day. Uh, by they they cleanse the air every three to five minutes on board. This really helped us to deliver on our commitment to safety. Um, that and our mask policies, and the you know the other hundred items. I th- I think we're probably we're over a hundred items that we've added to our next level care program. But but it's all these things in combination that have helped us to make flying safer. Um, and some might even argue that's safer than, than pre-pandemic times.
0: Yeah, you know, it makes me think of a conversation I had, um, actually, when we launched the show uh, with Laura Smith from uh, Hertz. And we were talking about how, again, kind of in that hospitality, transportation, and we were talking about how they had to ha- really visualize the changes that they made from a safety protocol standpoint. And I think Alaska has had uh, a similar situation. And again, but but really taking a creative approach to that, can you talk a little bit about some of the campaigns that have rolled out? Specifically, I'd love to hear you tell a little bit about um, Safety Dance.
1: Yeah, I mean, Safety, safety Dance was the culmination. Of mm-hmm. a lot of things. And and they came later in the year. But but earlier in the year, we realized one of the things, you know, I, I think a lot of us learn when I, I don't want to say through shock and awe, but when we can strongly deliver a message. And one of the messages we need to really deliver early on was, you know, no mask, no fly. Mm-hmm. And so we started a no mask, no fly campaign. Uh, in which we would hand a get because we don't want to make the situation uncomfortable for everyone on board but we felt like it was really important to let those guests know that weren't compliant uh with our no mass no fly policy to know that they you know hey we have a problem here so we we started a yellow card solution uh similar to in a in a soccer match where you'd hand a yellow card you know in this case we would warn warn the guests hey we really need to keep a mask on. Uh, it's it's not only for the safety of yourself; it's for the safety of all on board. Um, if they didn't comply, we gave them a yellow card. When we gave them the yellow card, um, it means that they that we were going to behind the scenes look at the guest, um, and you know, in many cases, we've banned these guests from flying Alaska Airlines in. And we, while no company wants to ban a guest, we felt like it was very important for us to make a very strong statement to say, hey, you know, if you can't comply with policies that we have, then you're not welcome to do business with us. And and unfortunately, we've had to ban um, well over 100 guests from flying Alaska Airlines.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that that's maybe not something that has, you know, a first of its kind, right? But, you know, having a strong point of view and alignment with your brand values and your brand mission, you know, you mentioned some things that were already in place, and then some new initiatives, um, the safety dance being the culmination of the different efforts, the yellow card. Are there things that you think will carry forward once we're past the need for these uh, kind of tighter restrictions?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of things that will carry forward. Obviously, hygiene is mm-hmm. going to be the big one. I, I think it was a big wake-up call for everyone. Um, deep cleaning on our aircraft. Uh, we we always went through after what we would call it a turn when the, the aircraft comes into the gate and then it leaves the gate. But we felt like we we needed to do, do a deeper cleaning. And now every aircraft uh, overnight goes through a deep cleaning in which, you know, um, the, the ceilings are wiped down. Yeah. The bins are wiped down. We, we go through with special equipment to make sure that the entire aircraft is sanitized. Uh, so that's very important for us. I think things like that will, will always be with us, not only in the airline industry, but, but throughout society.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I was a very frequent flyer um, before things kind of came to a halt. And I've flown a few times um, in the last year, but I always thought of myself as a pretty cautious flyer. I kind of had my kit, I had it down to a science, you know, with my hand sanitizer and the wet ones and, you know, just all the things that you have, you bring on, you know, your contact solution or whatever, all the things I needed. Um, and I, I think that that will carry forward, hopefully, from a guest perspective, too. Um, Okay, so let's pivot. I want to talk a little bit about social specifically. So again, when you and I met several years ago um, at the Insight Conference, one of the things I, first of all, I was so excited to talk to you because literally could not be a bigger brand nerd for, and I say brand nerd with all the love in the world uh, for Alaska Airlines. But one of the other things that really drew me to you is that you were already in the social space. And it is why I was brought into my role that I have now. I worked on the social marketing side, but really again to create the cohesive social engagement services that we do for our clients, including brand advocacy, brand awareness, and customer service. You were there too. And not a lot of people were at the time. And I just remember meeting you and like, oh my gosh, he totally gets it, you know? And and not everybody was having that conversation when you and I met several years ago. Why is social experience? so important?
1: Sure. I mean, I, I, I think looking back upon that time, and I remember it uh, very fondly, uh, we realized that, I mean, we were in the transportation industry and, and the, many of our guests were mobile. Uh, looking back on this, you know, we realized that during this experience, I mean, during this time of transition, when when guests were looking at social media, as, and they would see brands on there, and now they they found a way that they can communicate with brands. So for us, it was very important that we we got it. And so, I think about it: businesses, you know, businesses generally spend a lot of time and money reaching out to guests, whether it's radio ads, TV ads, signage. We found out that on social, we had guests reaching out to us. In many cases, that it was unsolicited. We saw this as a wonderful opportunity to engage with our guests on social media. It created what I would call a, a magical touch point. Whether it was in the form of a service complaint, or maybe even a selfie that people take when they head out on vacation, because we all love selfies when we're heading out on vacation, and we're always taking that selfie and sharing it with friends and family. You know, it allowed us to reach out and touch these guests as a brand, to really engage in this magical moment. And when we do that on social, it it, it kind of makes our guests feel good. They they feel good because they've heard from a brand. It lets them know that we're here to help them, um, and it and it it it, it generates well like repeat customers Mm -hmm. they know that they can come back on social and we've had social fans throughout the years who we've made the initial connection on social you know and i kind of think back you know where did this start it kind of goes back to my restaurant years when you know when i was owning a restaurant i made it was really important for us for me to personally reach out to guests when they came into my restaurant it was important for several reasons one is it's it's a great guest experience but second of all we really needed the business it was very important that i made sure that guests understood why we were there and to greet our guests we do this we, we kind of take that same philosophy and we bring it to alaska Airlines social we greet our guests we engage with our guests we don't just wait for a negative uh, things to happen. We engage in the positive. We engage in the fun. We are there as a friend. Um, it's, it, and it's really created a lot of magic along the way.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, you talked about it being a relationship and also, um, you know, you're showing up, of course, when things are going wrong, but why not show up when things are going right? or things are going well, right? Because it's a whole relationship. And again, I feel like I'm like, you know, your street team on this because, Uh, because I have had those interactions with Alaska and I have tweeted the photos, you know, when I'm in flight or my lay down of like what I'm reading and what I have with me or whatnot. And I've also reached out like when, you know, maybe my TSA pre-check number didn't get put on, or I have a question. I had a situation with Alaska. I was flying from San Diego to San Francisco at not a long flight, but it got super delayed. But what was great was, um, you know, it was very, the communication I got from the social team was not only very fast and responsive, again, it was something that was going wrong, but the pilot was fantastic about keeping us up to date during the flight too, and and how, why things were getting delayed. It was a really consistent brand experience. And even though something was going wrong, I put that all together in the bigger picture of my overall relationship, right, with Alaska. So, you know, again, I don't think a lot of brands out there are necessarily showing up for the cohesive, cohesive picture, or maybe it's a little disjointed for how they're set up. Are you working pretty closely in collaboration with marketing? And how, how does that social role, how would you describe it on your team?
1: Well, we work hand in hand with marketing. It's very important that the two complement each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we can help support their marketing campaigns, but it, I feel like that organic you know orga- we can do a, we can push a lot of messages out to our guests but the way we communicate with our other guests the way guests can see that Alaska Airlines is there on social media to assist help have fun that creates a marketing opportunity in of itself and it happens organically and I think it's it's that genuine loving care that people see that they really that they really enjoy, and and that's what I love about our mission at Alaska Airlines on social. It's it's about real people having real conversations. Um, we're here to inform, educate, and have fun on social, and we create fans along the way. We've even, you know, I I think back over the years, we've even had um, some of our social agents asked out to prom. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It, it's just. That. It's simply amazing, the power of social, how we take it, our big giant world that we live in and make it a bit smaller. And even going beyond that, we can make it one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And how many times do guests have a one-on-one experience with a large brand? It, it's it's very rare, and so we take this as our opportunity to allow the that those one-on-one connections to be formed, and we believe that this is what will create loyalty over the long run.
0: Do you think that you mentioned before too, kind of these other traditional ways of marketing? And again, this is something that um, you know I have conversations about a lot with our our clients about the value of these one-on-one engagements. And even like if we want to get really analytical, the earned media value, there are ways to measure that. It's kind of um, flipped the influencer model too, you know, uh, talking to real people, real guests versus maybe the traditional influencer model, which is, you know, you've clearly paid somebody to make a statement about your company that may or may not resonate resonate with the, the guests that you're trying to connect with. Um, how how do you think this approach, this one on one approach, helps to build community?
1: Well, I think the one on one approach helps to build community because you know we go back to the real people, real conversations. They they're not experiencing a bot you know we we've avoided bots on on social media a lot of brands are going in that direction one of the things we've done is we've stayed away from that because we believe we lose that touch point we lose that golden opportunity to engage with our guests so i think it's critical that we continue to make social i mean create a social atmosphere for what social is meant to be and and that's for people to be able to reach out and get the answers that they need or the assistance they need uh from a real real life person and you know what's incredible about this story is we we have amazing response times i I mean I believe that we have the best not only the best response times in our industry in the airline industry but we have probably some of the best response times you know across all brands our our goal is to engage with the guests under 5 minutes that's in you know it may sound like a long time but in in social media that is just uh, breakneck speed mm-hmm.
0: well and especially in your particular industry if you let something sit there for a while, the moment has passed, you know? I mean, especially if it has something to do with a flight that you're taking that day. The other thing I think is so cool though, is, uh, you know, if you're on an Alaska flight, one of the things that you can do is you can stay connected through social, through messaging in flight, right? For <laughs> you know, can kind yeah. of have those conversations. I mean, you really, you can stay quote unquote on the phone all the time if you need to. And you mentioned a five minute or less response time that's sort of the equivalent of picking up the phone and social, right? If we want to think about kind of more traditional customer service.
1: Yeah, you know, it it kind of goes back to the early years of, of social. I mean, we weren't really sure which direction to to head. We saw different brands doing different things, uh, but from from day one, our our number one rule was to never ignore a guest.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, that was just that for us. That was a no brainer. You know, if you're a business and you're picking up the phone, then you owe it to your guests to pick up those social conversations uh, that are happening on social media. I don't believe that there's much difference between the two. You know, if someone takes time out of their day to reach out to your brand, whether it's on the phone or on social, we owe it to that guest to reach out to that guest. If the phone was ringing, would you ignore the phone ringing? Mm -hmm you know, brands will tell you that they won't ignore the phone ringing. Unfortunately, many brands ignore those guests on social media. We don't, we we can't afford to. Um, And it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's simple. It's, it's, it's the right thing to do to be able to be there for your guests.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's such a great point. And I think that there's a lot that other brands who are not in the same industry can learn from this too and kind of create their own versions that stay true to their brand. You know, again, it's it's definitely a big part of the conversations that I have on a regular basis. How do you design that and consider who your guest is or your customer or your member? um, And what is the kind of holistic view there? You know, with your guest, Um, besides prom invitations, are there things that you've learned from these engagements and experiences that maybe have informed the business somehow? I mean, these, um, you know, your social team is playing sort of this customer care and comms role. So are there things that you've learned that have either changed the way that you do social or maybe been fed back into other areas of the business?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Sometimes, you know, with large companies, it it can, there can be a delay in getting customer feedback back to the um, to the executive team or, or or our leaders who need to make decisions with, with social analytics we can pick up on chatter immediately we can we can find those insights we can feed them back into the business so that we can make smart and rapid changes i you know to to the way we do business, last year was was a great example. We saw there were many times when we we saw the chatter on there. We saw where we were going with a policy, and we shared why maybe that wasn't the mm-hmm. the wisest move. And, and we we can we can we can share the data, and we and we can speak to the data. But you really have to show the data um, to really make change in. And our customers do that for us. And so, you know, with the advanced social listening tools that are out there to us, we have the ability to to really pivot on a dime to be able to assist our guests and assist our teams making these decisions.
0: Yeah, there is something really powerful about that real-time kind of pulse check, right, that you can kind of keep. And I love what you said, too, about, you know, that, you got to add sort of the so what and the now what to it, though, as well. Otherwise, you know, it's just maybe numbers and charts. And so with the the uh, analytics that you're doing, um, the you know trends that you're looking at, um, you're kind of looking at the drivers behind it before and then maybe feeding that back to the business and with a recommendation. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah that's very fair to say we'll, we'll take a look at sentiment uh, i mean mm-hmm. sentiment's come a long way with uh, with the introduction of ai we can see because it's it's hard to go through 10,000 conversations and y- you can pick out topics mm-hmm. but it's really hard to go through 10,000 conversations Uh, and really dive into, you know, what's causing an issue. But with AI and the tools that we have, we can can sort these conversations. We can see the type of issues we're having. We can also see what type of issues our competitors are having. You know, maybe speed bumps that we can avoid. Uh, If we see brand X having an issue, maybe we can pivot and we can look for a different way to uh, so that when that issue hops up on our radar, we're prepared for it and and we've taken a different course of action.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a social is a living, breathing space. Right. And it's ever changing. <laughs> I think about how much stuff <laughs> you and I met. Even you talked about tool and tech. stack. Thankfully, things are just getting better and better. Right. Um, In terms of what's out there to help us, because we could have the most amazing teams in the world. But. I like to say, like, you know, get me to the moon by Tuesday with a skateboard. It's like, oh, all right, uh, we'll see what we can do. So luckily, our skateboards are becoming rocket ships at this point. But when you think about like Alaska, you've really done a lot. You got to be kind of nimble, right? In this living and breathing industry. What do you what do you think are the most important considerations for creating a best in class customer experience?
1: (sighs) Yeah, I mean, great question. Uh, I think the the most important thing is 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 getting the right people in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting the people that know the most about your business. I mean, it's critical that we that our social care agents they know to a to a to z about Alaska Airlines. Um, they need to know our. Ent- our entire business model, they need to be fearless. I mean, that's one of the things we really stress to our agents is to be fearless when engaging customers. It's not always easy to, people spend a lot of money traveling. And so sometimes we'll let them down. When we let them down, it's important that we're, we put our, you know, we engage with our guests, we put our best foot forward and we and we try to come to a resolution to, you know, because at the end of the day, we everyone wants a win-win. I feel like if we can create those win-win scenarios, uh, we're doing really well. And then, then it goes back to you know, engaging with your audience, engaging on the positive, engaging on the negative, taking a look. Your, we our social care teams are canaries in the coal mine, so they're the first to hear anything about changes in your business. Um, from the guest point of view and and sharing those changes or sharing that insight uh, with your, leaderships, your leadership teams that can help uh, drive change.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the magic combination. First, really understand, know the brand inside and out and your respective services, your products, who you are, your values, and then know who your guest is, know who your customer is and how they see you And to your point, maybe they can kind of tip you off, right, where there might be cracks in the foundation or things that are really bubbling up that you can build more of, too. Um, You know, looking ahead from an industry perspective, uh, what are you most excited about in the coming year? What are you looking forward to? Um, You know, again, social being a living and breathing space. What really um, excites you as we look forward?
1: Well, what really excites me is getting behind the COVID concerns that we all all have, uh, getting back to somewhat of a normal way of life, uh, getting back to having customers excited to fly to different places and to be able to help help these guests return back to airline travel. I'm also looking forward to expanding our social listening. We we have a lot of channels popping up. You know, TikTok. tock tick tock is a great example. TikTok, you know, it, it's one of these channels that is is a very fun channel, but we're we're seeing influencers gain really quickly. Uh really moving the needle when it comes to uh, brand engagement or or when when they're talking about brands. Right now, brands aren't prepared for these conversations having on TikTok. Um, and I think the industry needs to find a way to uh, solve for, for that solution. And and we're looking at some unique ways to do that. And and some of that may even be videos that our, our care agents have um, via TikTok. And so kind of taking social care solutions from being... I, I wanna say 2D to almost a, a 3D type interaction mm-hmm. to where we can have a fun and engagement, engaging back and forth, maybe on a platform such as TikTok.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, you know, it wasn't it was just a couple of years ago, I think, when we thought social care, we were probably thinking primarily Facebook and Twitter. And then with a couple of my clients in particular industries. Uh, it was popping up more on Instagram. And, you know, it's pretty funny because it was like, oh, well, but we don't do customer service there. I'm like, oh, but we'll we, yes, we do. <laughs> we have to do it wherever the customer goes, right? You can't just say that's not what this is for. So I think we've broken that mentality too. And it is exciting to think about, you know, especially a brand like yours that's just so fun um and so exciting and so innovative. Uh, Michael, I um I could talk to you for so long, you know how much I I love your brand. <laughs> work that you do and admire it. I uh, thank you so much for your insights and for taking us through the Alaska journey. I will tell you, and I swear this is 100% true. uh, The next place I'm going to is Santa Fe. Um, It is one of my favorite places in the world, not just because that's where you're from, but there's a very magical spot, just about 45 minutes outside of Santa Fe called Abiquiu. It's Georgia O'Keeffe's ranch. Um, Ghost Ranch. And it is wonderful for anyone who just wants to get out and also if you're a creator or writer of any kind. So thank you for reminding me that I need to book that flight. And uh, so happy to have you on, uh, on Brandon. And, and again, thanks for your insights.
1: Thanks, S.G. I'm just, I'm thrilled that you had me on. I'm thrilled that we had a chance to talk social. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, and I look forward to, to seeing you on Uh, to seeing you tweet on your on your way to Santa Fe
0: absolutely and hopefully seeing you again in person very soon
1: I I would love that thanks again take care my friend